Hi, welcome to Family Doc Keto Talk. I'm Dr. Kelly Herbert. And I'm Dr. Erica Noonan. Hey guys, we're doctors, but we're not your doctors. This podcast is our opinions and not meant to provide medical advice. Consult your own doctor. There's a full disclaimer at the end of the podcast and online at our website, www.familydocketotalk.com. Welcome to episode five of Family.KetoTalk. We're excited to be here once again this week. I'm Erica. And I am Kelly. So Kelly, how was your week this week? Uh, It's been pretty good. Uh, Nothing too crazy. Once again, sort of a quiet, boring week. But overall, I I can't complain. Um, You know, worked on our, uh, the sleep that we talked about in the last episode and you know, I have to admit, I usually don't have any problems sleeping. So for me, it wasn't a hard challenge, uh, but I did do a lot better with just putting down my phone when it was bedtime and not playing around with it in bed and whatnot. So uh, I would have to say I did pretty good on the challenge. I don't know if it really improved my sleep because, you know, like I said, I really don't have problems sleeping. What about you? Um, I just took the challenge and decided to do opposite of the challenge <laughs> the past <laughs> week and see how poorly I could do on my sleep. So I binge watched, <laughs> I binge watched a show. Okay. Um, and, the, and the show I was binge watching was like a little raw. And so that made me sleep poorly. So, and then I played on Instagram a lot before bed <laughs> you really did great <laughs> and then um uh, took some phone calls in the middle of the night so i really did poorly on my sleep challenge <laughs> yeah it sounds like uh it was a struggle for you <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway <laughs> well other other than sleep how was the rest of your week <laughs> were you just a zombie the whole week <laughs> It's pretty typical for me to binge watch shows and play on my phone too late. Um, I I had a pretty good week. I I have kind of for the first time since so I've gone off keto a couple times on vacation and then kind of for the first time since starting I kind of went off. Um, I think I was like emotionally eating. I don't really know, but. I was not eating a very strict keto and I'm trying to get back on it this week. Um, so, and I don't really know why I went off, but I did. So there's that. Uh, well, I saw on your uh, Instagram post that you made some keto ice cream. How did that turn out? Oh yeah, that was really good. So it was super simple. So if you want to make some super simple keto ice cream, it's just, you take like a mason jar, put a cup of, heavy whipping cream, two tablespoons of a sweetener like swerve or monk, monk fruit. Is that how you say it? Monk fruit. Uh-huh. Um, and then like, uh, I think there was like a half a teaspoon of vanilla. And then one of them, I put a half a teaspoon of cinnamon and you just shake it up real good. Throw it in the freezer, like take it out every once in a while and shake it up a little bit more, freeze it for a few hours. And it was pretty good. Nice. I'm going to have to try that. I've, I've seen a lot of recipes and people's pictures, but I have yet to try it. Yeah. So I'm excited to try that. Yeah. It's been hot here. Yeah. Seriously. It's been so. so hot. Yeah. So it was pretty good. The second day it was hard as a rock. And so I had to let it sit out for a while. 
but okay. I read somewhere that putting some MCT oil powder in it might help. So I'm going to try that next time. Good tip. Yeah. That sounds great. Anyway, so we'll try some new recipes this week and try and stay a little bit more on track and go from there. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. This week's Keto Factoid. Hey, what's up, docs? This is Jenny and Alex here at jennyandalex.fun. And we are a curious couple on a quest for answers. We are big fans of your show. We recently came across it. Yeah, I mean, we have started keto diet for like around Almost seven a year. months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And intermittent fasting. We've been trying a lot of different stuff here. We yeah. have a big debate brewing about eggs. Yeah. And we were hoping you guys could help uh, help us clarify some some what what are your take on that? Yeah. So it's I mean we've heard contradictory things about eggs, and uh, we we are curious like what do you think like how many eggs can we eat? Should we worry about like dietary cholesterol? We'd All love to hear your take and uh, let us know if you can leave us a message. That'd be great at anchor.fm slash Jenny and Alex or Jenny and Alex dot fun. Great. Keep up the good work and look forward to talking to you guys soon. See you. Bye. All right, guys. So we got that voicemail from Jenny and Alex uh, this week. And so we thought it'd be great to combine our keto factoid and our keto corner together um, because of that questions that they asked. And so uh, the first question that they asked was, um, how many eggs can we eat? Uh, and so what's interesting is that a lot of the studies, when it talks about egg consumption, uh, really only looks at one egg a day. And so there really isn't great studies out there uh, for low-carb diet and egg consumption or the ketogenic diet and egg consumption. Uh, me personally, I eat a lot of eggs on the keto diet. And uh it really hasn't affected my cholesterol or anything like that. And so I think, you know, what I'm going to say, moderation, uh, a moderate amount of eggs in your diet is good. Now, how many is that? I don't know, maybe two, three, four a day. Uh, I don't know, Erica, what about you and your egg consumption with the keto diet? Yeah, so I think, you know, probably from what I've heard and what I've taken in is like, the average of one egg a day, which would be like seven eggs a day so or seven eggs a week. Sorry. So like seven to 10 eggs a week is probably just fine. Um, I, when I started keto, ate a ton of eggs. And I think a lot of people do this when they start eating low carb. It's like, what do I eat? Eggs is always the answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I actually cut back my egg consumption quite a bit. But I actually think I feel better when I'm eating more eggs. So it's something that when I'm starting to, you know, fall off the wagon or feel poorly, I try and increase um, how many eggs I'm eating. Yeah, eggs are a great breakfast go-to for me. And, you know, there's lots of different ways to cook them. So I don't get bored of them. So that's what's nice okay. about them. So one of the concerns that people have about eggs is the cholesterol in eggs. So we all grew up. Well, we didn't all grow up. Sorry. We, me and you, Kelly were children of the nineties um, and eighties when everybody was focused on the cholesterol in food and how that might affect our, you know, our cholesterol in our body. So I'm going to look at this uh, study here called revisiting dietary. Well, this is kind of more a summary abstract revisiting dietary cholesterol recommendations. Does the evidence support a limit of 300 milligrams per day? Um, Because this is what um, has been in the United States um, guidelines is that it should, we should be consuming no more than 300 milligrams per day of dietary cholesterol. 
So the abstract says the perceived association between dietary cholesterol and risk factor for coronary heart disease has resulted in recommendations of no more than 300 milligrams per day for healthy persons in the United States. These dietary recommendations proposed in the 1960s had little scientific evidence other than the known association between saturated fat and cholesterol and animal studies where cholesterol was fed in amounts far exceeding normal intakes. In contrast, European countries, Asian countries, and Canada do not have upper limit for dietary cholesterol. Further, current epidemiologic data have clearly demonstrated that increasing concentrations of dietary cholesterol are not correlated with increased risk for coronary heart disease. Clinical studies have shown that even if dietary cholesterol may increase plasma, LDL, cholesterol in certain individuals who are hyper-responders, this is always accompanied by increases in HDL. So the LDL slash HDL cholesterol ratio is maintained. More importantly, dietary cholesterol reduces circulating levels of small, dense LDL particles, a well-defined risk factor for coronary heart disease. This article presents recent evidence from human studies documenting the lack of effect of dietary cholesterol on coronary heart disease risk, suggesting that guidelines for dietary cholesterol should be revisited. And I think this is something that we all know as clinicians, um, is that when we're talking to people about their cholesterol, uh, we don't talk to them about their dietary cholesterol. I mean, there's really no recommendation I make for anybody to limit their dietary cholesterol in order to improve uh, their blood levels of cholesterol. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if somebody tried to go and, you know, eat less than 300 milligrams a day of cholesterol, um, I don't think it would change their cholesterol at all. So that's not what we recommend. Uh, so I'm not worried at all about dietary cholesterol um, because I don't think there's a need right. to be, you know, and the studies show that. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I don't think dietary cholesterol is something to focus on. Um, and so if, if so Jenny and Alex, feel free to have your eggs and eat them too, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you can have eggs in your diet. They are healthy. They have, they're a great source of protein and fat and other nutrients. And don't worry about the cholesterol in them. All right, everyone. This week, we were able to interview Kayla Strunz. Our Instagram is at Kayla's underscore nutrition. Uh, we talked to her about her keto lifestyle and her experience. And so we hope you really enjoy it. Hey guys, today we are excited to talk with Kayla. She is with us from Wisconsin. Hi, Kayla. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. We're doing good. <laughs> so we found you on Instagram, I think is how we found you. Yep. Yeah, and so how long have you been doing keto? I started two years and one month ago. So of May of 2000, I think, yeah, 16, 2016. Nice. How did you first hear about keto? So I went to college um, for a chemistry degree and I graduated last year. But while I was in college, I took a biochemistry class and we were learning about all the metabolic pathways and such. And I heard about keto and then I'm like a nerd at heart. So I started researching (laughs) it more because it was like a different view on Uh, the regular diet sphere and once I started researching like I like delved in and went hard and 
I've been doing it ever since. I never really dieted before that. That's impressive. I mean, so when you started, you just went straight to super low carb or did you ease into it? Um, Yeah, I went straight for it. I mean, there was obviously bumps in the road because I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. I, I think keto wasn't as popular back then as it is now. And I maybe it was, but I'm not sure. I didn't have as many of the resources as I think is available right now. So I had to kind of do my own self-experimentation and find out what works. So I obviously, like I jumped in, but it's still a process in order to get to where I am now and as low carb as I am now. So what kind of benefits have you had from the ketogenic diet? So I guess the biggest benefit I see with doing keto is that I'm not hungry all the time. So like I don't get those hangry bursts and I don't think about food constantly all the time um and obviously the weight loss that I've experienced so I've lost a hundred and between a hundred and 105 pounds depending on the day wow um, that's, wow yeah that's <laughs> great yeah wow <laughs> so that obviously comes with benefits in its own from just the weight loss but yeah yeah do you exercise a lot with the keto diet? Um, No. So that's something I've been wanting to incorporate, but I haven't. So at the beginning of this year, I kind of made a resolution to go to the gym 80 times, and I've not been doing that that well. <laughs> so I've been basically going to the gym and exercising whenever like I feel is right for my body, but that I do want to develop a routine. But most of my weight loss has just been strictly the ketogenic diet, and I haven't um, – As now that I'm getting – in, like, now that I've done it for a while and I'm trying to refine it and figure out what works for my body, like, n- now is the time that I kind of want to start lifting weights and just, like, overall have that health. But in the beginning, I was just focusing on learning about keto. That's so awesome because that's one thing I think we tell patients and – people we talk to all the time is that it's 90% diet. Yeah. And you've got to get the diet dialed in if you want to lose weight. Yeah, there there is one some there is one thing I did actually. Um so I started at 317 pounds and that's not like a weight where you're really able to do much active like many active activities, I guess. So right. I um I joined the YMCA and I did aqua aerobics with Mm -hmm. my sister and that was like a low impact thing just to get me moving and like I really loved that so that's like a good thing that people could start with is like joining a class and then having that community around it that's awesome yeah um do you track your macros every day or or monitor ketone levels so in the beginning I was tracking and um just recently I started to go the more intuitive eating route because I've been battling like binges and then um, like I'll do really good on keto for two weeks and then I'll have like a keto binge or something. So I'm really trying to right now like delve into my mental relationship with food and then heal my body from the inside. So I'm trying more right now to listen to my hunger cues and when to stop eating and that kind of stuff. So I'm just now learning to be intuitive, but I haven't always been that way. Um, and then for monitoring ketones and stuff, yeah, I, I do. I 
right when I first wake up, like still in my bed, I test my glucose and ketone numbers using the Keto Mojo. And that like gives me an overall view of how my day went before, like the previous day went. Got it. Yeah. I use the Keto Mojo too. I'm not really mm-hmm. good at doing it regularly um, for me. Just, yeah. It yeah. can be expensive yeah. to do it yeah. regularly. <laughs> right. But like once I've started, I feel like it's just like I need that number now. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Are there any uh, keto resources like websites, blogs, books that you, um, you know, use as a resource a lot or have read and really enjoyed? Yeah. So. I, like I said, I'm like a huge nerd and I love researching all this stuff. So, um, like one of my favorite things to do is listen to podcasts for keto. Cause I have an hour and 15 minute commute to work every day. Oof. So yeah, I love that you guys That's are doing a, a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is the keto evangelist podcast and he brings, um, doctors and researchers on there and they, it's more of like a scientific based podcast, but I really enjoy that. And then two other podcasts I really like is helpful pursuits podcast called the keto diet podcast. And she, um, she like, I'm getting into it now cause she does intuitive eating and trying to heal your body. So that's where I'm at now. And then I like keto. They have a food blog podcast and the podcast called keto for normies. And with yeah. like, without like, other than podcasts, I also like, I think it's really good to get, get to know people in your local area who do keto. So the first Saturday of every month, we have a local keto meetup at a cafe that is strictly low carb. And I think it's really good to get other people's perspectives, like who you can actually talk with face to face, you know? Right. So that's been really helpful for me. Do you have a favorite keto meal that you just is your, you know, your if you had to tell somebody what your favorite keto meal was, what would that be? <laughs> that would probably be ribeye steak <laughs> with added <laughs> butter on top and then mushrooms. I love yeah, that. Nice. And then I also like a second favorite keto meal would probably be Parmesan garlic wings. Those both sound delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you eat any keto treats? I know some people try and stay away from those. Some people love them. Yeah, so they're a slippery slope for me, but I still do eat them occasionally. So one of my favorite treats is Lily's chocolate. Have you guys heard of that? It is, yeah. We oh, love yes. it. We love I it. buy it in bulk. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like there was a sale on like last month for like two fifty a bar. I was like, okay, I'm buying a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Stock up, and that I like. Good. Yeah, I use the chocolate chips to make, like, fat bombs and stuff, too. So I think fat bombs, like, sweet fat bombs are also a treat that I indulge in often. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So, um, Kayla, if you could give a piece of advice to somebody just starting the keto diet, what would that be? I would say that you should start basic and know that it is a learning process. You can't expect to be perfect right from the beginning and you shouldn't compare yourself to others because you're, everyone's different. And like I've taken two years to lose a hundred pounds and some people do it in one year, you know, like just know that your journey is your journey and you have to embrace the process as, as you learn and as you grow with it. And then, so that's like 
an overall perspective. But then for specifically keto, I'd say avoid the low carb junk food food products because like that really traps people down because a lot of companies just add fiber and they're like, oh, low net carb. But like it could be really reacting badly with your body and like you could also be using it as a clutch like I did to not deal with your mental problems with food. So I think just all in all taking a more whole food perspective is better and I'm just starting to do that now so that also can be delayed too but those would be my tips so um Kayla where can we find you on social media yeah so I have an Instagram account it's Kayla s underscore nutrition or Kayla's nutrition and yeah that's all I have right now I'm looking into getting a YouTube but that's not current (laughs) So. <laughs> well, I'm sure someday it will happen. Yes. It does take a lot of work, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. okay. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and how you live the keto lifestyle. We really appreciate um, you talking to us tonight. Yeah, I'm so honored to be on here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, and we'll talk to you down the road. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Okay, bye, bye, Kayla. Now for our keto takeaway. Okay, guys, for this week's keto takeaway, we kind of hummed and hawed and tried to decide what our challenge was going to be. And we finally came up with the challenge of making sure we're drinking enough water. So one of the reasons we struggled on, you know, coming to a decision on this water challenge was we want to make sure everybody is making their own personal decision for how much water they're drinking. And there's so many guidelines out there for, you know, what people say is the right amount of water to be drinking. Um, We looked up, you know, some pretty reputable sources and looked at their, you know, amounts of water intake. They seem to be pretty high. Um, There's always, you know, people say, I can't remember, like an ounce for a pound of body weight or a kilogram of body, I don't know, something like that. Kilogram, yeah. (laughs) Kilogram of body weight. (laughs) One ounce for every kilogram. That's one thing that people go by. Yeah. The eight ounces, the eight cups a day is a pretty basic one. Um, Or drink enough until your urine is clear is another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many that people go off of and there's so many recommendations out there. And you always hear people talking on the keto diet, you need a lot of fluids, you need a lot of fluids. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, it really, there isn't anything that it means. It just means you got to make sure you're drinking your fluids. And you got to remember that you also get, you know, water, there's water content in foods that you eat. So you are getting, you know, water with, with uh, foods that, that you intake also. Right. So, so and and people also need to be aware that there is, such thing as too much water. I think we've all taken care of patients that have ended up in the hospital because they have been drinking, you know, two gallons of water a day and their sodium plummets. So there is such thing as too much water. So I think from the challenge this week for myself personally, what I'm going to try and do is, you know, drink water upon awakening, which usually I don't do. Usually it's, you know, I get ready I get going. It's probably not even until I get to the office that I start drinking water in the morning. So I'm going to start trying to drink water the beginning of the day, right when I wake up and try and make sure that I'm just drinking all day long. Yeah. And that's sort of mine too. Try really hard throughout the day um, to get it in before I leave work where I get most of my majority of water in. So that's going to be my goal. 
Great. So if any of you want to join us in a water drinking challenge, send us um, your story at familydocketotalk at gmail.com. Or you can put it in a comment on Instagram or Facebook. We'd like to hear what you're doing to improve your water intake on a daily basis. I just want to mention a couple things. One is that we are now on Spotify. So uh, I know a lot of people like to use Spotify for their podcast. So you can now find our podcast on Spotify. Uh, We would love to get any uh, subscriptions, rate, review us, especially on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. And once again, if you have any comments, questions, uh, if you have any suggestions for us, you know, email us at the family.ketotalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast and especially if they're interested in the keto diet. Uh, We would love to have new listeners. And we are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a website. So um, look at all those things. And if you have any ideas for us, please send us your ideas. And we'll see you next time on Family Doc Keto Talk. Medical disclaimer. This podcast is not designed to provide medical advice. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not a substitute for medical advice. We will be sharing opinions and personal stories about ourselves and others. We will also be discussing research and evidence about the keto diet. Our guests will also be sharing their opinions while on the podcast. None of these things should take the place of consulting with your own licensed healthcare provider. All content of this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Nothing discussed on this podcast is meant to create a physician-patient relationship. Never delay getting medical help or disregard medical advice because of something you have heard on the podcast. Never rely on this podcast for your medical advice in place of seeking medical care. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not responsible or liable for any treatment, diagnosis, advice, or any other information, products, or services that you may obtain through this podcast.